0: Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal with more entrepreneurs, more live events. And more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Encore, Jane, about creating a billion-dollar startup. Walter Isaacson, about the geniuses who change the world. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Danny Shapiro, and this is The Way We Live Now. Today is day 104, since many of us have been thankful for the miracle that is frozen pizza. And day 50 of this podcast. I've been a student of yoga for a very long time and have studied with a great many teachers all over the country, all over the world. I've been thinking about yoga teachers during the pandemic. Many are conducting virtual Zoom classes and offering their insights on social media, but It's got to be hard. Today, my guest is one of my favorite yoga teachers and human beings anywhere, Allie Hamilton. Allie, thank you so much for joining me to talk about the way we live now. Oh, thank you for having me. I'd like to begin by your telling me, telling us where you are right now, like, paint a picture for us of where you're sitting as we're having this conversation, what you're looking at, what's around you?
0: So right now I'm in the studio. Um, I have a a yoga and wellness website called yogisanonymous.com. And I'm in the studio um, where I film and where I edit classes and process them and pick thumbnails and do my accounting. <laughs> That's where I am. So I'm looking at um, yoga mats and blocks and straps and computers and lights and <laughs> um, And where is the studio
1: located in Santa Monica?: I'm wondering when, for you, the pandemic really registered as, this is happening, this is here, this is huge, and this is going to affect me and everyone. I love.
0: I think for everyone, probably the date was March 13th. I was supposed to take my kids camping for the weekend. Um, and, you know, it just, I had been the day before putting a tent up in my living room because I've never done that before. <laughs> so I was As doing one does. a practice run. Yeah. And just trying to make sure that when we were at Joshua Tree, I was going to be able to actually put a tent up. And then the morning of, you know, they school was canceled. Everything just started to have a very strange tone to it. There were emails coming from both of my, my kids' schools and uh, the, the teachers who had organized this. It was an eighth grade camping trip that I was going to take the kids on. And they were, you know, emailing and saying, um, you know, just so you know, there isn't, a uh, lot of running water at the campsite. So washing hands might not be so easy. And, uh, you know, you just should kind of know going into this, like we're not really sure what's happening. And it just became a no for me by the end of, you know, we, I just looked at my kids and said, you know, I something feels really off about
1: this. You know, you're talking about that feeling in your gut. And I'm thinking you were a yoga teacher. and Yeah you um, are more in touch with the signals that your body sends, you know, the sort of mind body connection than a lot of people walking around uh, generally.
0: I am now it's been, it's been, yeah, I've been practicing, you know, I'm coming up on 30 years. So I certainly had times in my life where I was not in tune with, with those signals, but these days, yeah, if it feels like a no, I'm, you know, it's a no. I just, especially with my kids in the mix, I did not, nothing felt like a yes for me. So
1: yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, because it's not an intellectual no, it's a visceral no. And I think there's a lot that people have been experiencing during this time of needing to check in with our instincts, what feels right, what doesn't feel right. And um, I guess I'm really only trying to point out that you've had a lot of practice in doing that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that part of what's happened for so many people throughout, you know, these last few months is the inf- we're inundated with information. You know, if we're talking about COVID-19, there's been a lot of contradictory information. It's been hard to, you know, even if you're paying attention and you're absorbing the news, ultimately, you know, you have to make decisions for yourself and your family about what feels right and, um, you know, what sheltering in place means for you and how careful you're being. Um, I know people who are sort of like on the high end of the spectrum and people who are walking around, (laughs) as if everything's normal and there's you know there's everything in between and mm-hmm. so i think a lot of it is having to do with what what feels right for you um and i've certainly seen a lot of that in los angeles you know we we live in santa monica and even just going outside you know we're we're wearing masks i mean and <laughs> If I'm walking the dog, I'm, I have a mask on, um, but not everybody does. You know, you're supposed to, but not everybody does. And so it's just, it's like everything in life, you know, you you have this information that's coming in and then you're trying to interpret and figure out, okay, well, what, what am I making of this information and and what feels right for me? How am I going to respond to it?
1: As a yoga teacher, what has this period of time since mid-March been like for you?
0: It's been, um, it's been really challenging. I, um, so I have a subscription site, so I've got, you know, subscribers from all over the world. And when I am teaching, I'm teaching, you know, I know that a class that I'm teaching in Santa Monica, somebody might be taking it in the South of France or Thailand or, you know, and so I'm, I'm, when I'm writing, if I'm on social media or if I'm sending out a newsletter, it's it, that's where it's going. You know, I don't know exactly where who's receiving um, a lot of the subscribers are here in the United States. But I'm I'm always trying to speak to everyone if I'm writing something, you know, and what's been happening. Uh, I mean, none of us could have ever. 2020 has just been. You know, it's I've never seen a year like this. And I I know we're all sort of in that same boat. But I think through the yoga lens, what's been happening is this high level of uncertainty everywhere um, that everyone is dealing with at the same time. And, you know, I know you've been practicing for years and years, so this won't be new to you, but. I think a big part of the practice is sort of opening to the reality that everything is always uncertain um, and changing all the time. And that, you know, it's very easy for us to get into this frame of mind where we feel like we have our plans and our deadlines and our schedules. And, you know, these things that we do like, oh, Monday and Wednesday, I go to my favorite yoga class and I put my mat down in the same spot. And, you know, Tuesday morning I do my grocery shopping and Thursday, I'm, I meet my friend for coffee. You know, we have all these things that we, that we plan. And I think those things make us feel a little bit more like we're in control. You know, we have some say um, over <laughs> our fate and our destiny. And I think that that's, all, <laughs> that's always um, a bit of an illusion, right? That we all know on any day our plans can be totally turned upside down. Certainly you had a year like that the year before, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's easy for us to kind of lull ourselves from remembering that we don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. And I think the difference with um, the coronavirus is that this was, it was a worldwide experience in uncertainty um, a collective experience. And we're all going through that. Because I think for us, for individuals, things happen, someone gets sick suddenly, and everything changes in a day, or we lose someone and everything changes, right? Like we have that perspective shift, where we've, we've lost someone, and they're gone. And it's, we can't believe it. And yet, You know, there's somebody buying toothpaste somewhere right now, you know, it's and it seems hard to understand, like, how's the world going on while I'm sustaining this incredible loss? Um, But we we sort of had that collective experience, which is, I think, really unusual. And what I think, what I experienced from people that I'm speaking to, like the subscribers around the world, was this feeling of like... Intense vulnerability. I think all the things that we normally count on to feel like we are in control, we are less vulnerable, we do have some say over what happens, we're kind of like pulled from us all at once. And I think that a lot of people were feeling intense discomfort having to sit in that reality that we're not driving this bus and we're not in control. You know, we don't get to tell the ocean what to do we don't get to tell this virus what to do you know these things happen um and we are you know we are at the mercy of 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 this uncertainty that exists just as being a human being and I think part of the practice is like you know opening to that reality and trying not to take it for granted you know the oh um you know, today is Monday, and I know this is going to happen to kind of remind yourself that there's no such thing as a regular day and that anything could change at any time. And you don't want to um, forget to appreciate what a gift it is just to wake up in the morning, even if the world is on fire. You know, we're here together and we have an opportunity to do better and to talk to each other and to care more and to try to write the things that are not right. Um, and that that's a gift, you know, and to try not to, that's such a huge part of the practice is to try to stay in that awareness mm. that we're lucky to be here, you know, and to have a chance. And I always talk about what is happening, you know, in the world, because to me, that's the point of practicing is we're going to, you know, you're looking at what's in front of you. And you're trying to figure out, okay, what comes up for me in the face of this? And how am I going to respond? And so I had been doing these um, live talks and meditations every Friday before this all happened. And then once it happened, I felt really um, daunted and humbled and (laughs) intimidated. Uh, You know, how am I going to have a conversation this Friday about, like, a global pandemic. You know, I don't have a frame of reference for this. I don't have any brilliant words for the, you know, I'm swimming in this like shock as well. And um, it, thankfully, you know, I've found over the years the best way to teach is just to be really honest mm-hmm. and <laughs> really open. And that's what I, what I was doing. And I think talking about the vulnerability and the fact that like you can't go to a yoga class and put your mat down in your spot, <laughs> you know, right now you can't do that. And you can't just, you can't go meet your friend for coffee at your favorite place right now. And the resistance, you know, that people were feeling and the fear and the, you know, um, anxiety is all these emotions are so big. And this is the point of practicing is to have some tools. Mm-hmm to calm the nervous system. So that's what I was trying to do with the talks and meditations on Friday. And and I have this page um, and I, you know, and I was doing it on, on all the different social media places. I could just free, like, here's a breathing exercise, you know, Um, here's a meditation. Here is a way that you, here's a grounding exercise. Just feel the soles of your feet on the floor. If you feel like you're spinning, you know, just feel your breath. Like, where are you feeling your breath in your body right now? Just trying to help people land in the moment for a minute and, and calm the nervous system. And so I just kind of had that as my goal. Uh, you know, like, let me just try to offer some tools here to, to help everybody just take a deep breath and try to ground themselves so that we can, you know, figure out together what is the next Right move. That's where I was for several weeks, and then George Floyd happened. My heart just broke. It just broke, and I, I think that's what we're seeing, you know, around us um, in the country and across the world. It's just this absolute kind of global heartbreak and outrage. Like, no, you know, this is just not okay, and we have to do better. Um, but personally, as a teacher, I was like, oh, wow, okay, (laughs) so now how, how do you practice and teach in the face of this unbelievable level of heartbreak, and whether I'm teaching a class or I'm writing a blog post or I'm writing, you know, peer... I'm always trying to talk about how do we apply this yoga practice to our lives, you know, and there may be people listening who don't practice yoga and that's completely fine. But for me, my my passion is how do you take this practice um, and use it for your regular daily life? Your yoga practice, the whole point of getting on your mat for 90 minutes is to figure out what's happening within me, um, you know, are there places that need healing? Is there, are there places in here where I'm numbing or denying or running or, you know, not things that I just don't want to deal with? Can I bring those things to the surface and actually work through them so that when I get off my mat, I can be the most loving, empathetic, you know, tuned in version of myself?
1: It seems to me that. And I've thought a lot about this, too, that in the pandemic and in the slowing down, whether it's people who practice yoga or have any kind of spiritual practice or, or, or belief system that it sustains them, the slowing down is its own form of like almost forcing self-inquiry. And then the death of George Floyd, oh, you know, it, there, there was this yeah. sense that it cracked everybody open who we meaning you know sort of humanity around the globe were in a place where we were available and present to be cracked open we weren't just jumping you know to our to our next you know meeting or plan as you were talking about I guess the last question I have for you is what do you do for yourself that is allowing you to fill up so that you have the oxygen to give others and, and what's bringing you hope right now?
0: For sure. For me, it, I get on my mat and I just try to, you know, allow whatever I'm feeling to, to come to the surface. And you know, I filmed a class last week and I started, I was in frog pose and I just, tears were just, I just was crying. And I I decided, I thought in the moment, I might not post this, but I posted it because I thought, you know, this is what it is. You kind of have to let yourself feel whatever it is that you're feeling um, in order to figure out how to act. And so for me, I've been on my mat and I've been meditating. And those are the, the things that really that really helped me. And I've also been reading and listening to TED Talks and watching films and really trying to educate myself. I've also been much more engaged with like my local government. I This has been a real awakening for me uh, as a human being and a teacher and, you know, just a, a mother and a person in the world to understand that you know, we have a lot of power in our democracy if we don't go to sleep. You know, I, I've been, and I will openly say this to you or anyone, I've never missed a, you know, presidential election. Every four years I'm there. But there are all these local elections. And if you write to your mayor, they write back. You know, there are council members. And I wrote to the AG's office in New Jersey because I was upset and they wrote back. So for me, I'm trying to like learn and that is actually helping me a lot to stay sane and to feel like I'm at least trying to learn how to be part of the solution. You know, mm. that's giving me a lot of comfort. And I think that's also filling my tank in addition to all the practices I've always, you know, I do all the time. I the yoga and meditating. Is that part of it too? Just educating myself.
1: Mm. That's great. Allie, this has been such an illuminating conversation. and. Um, I look forward to the next time that we can unroll our mats together.
0: Me too, me too. I look forward to that a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to The Way We Live Now. Tell us the way you're living now. We want to hear. Call us on, you might want to get a pen for this, 909-713-713. 8995. That's 909-713-8995. And record your story, and we might just use it on the pod. Also, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash thewaywelivenowpod. We are creating a community here, and we would love for you to join us. You can find me on Instagram at Danny Writer. The Way We Live Now is a production of iHeartRadio. It's produced by Lowell Berlanti. Beth Ann Macaluso is executive producer. Special thanks to Tristan McNeil and Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. O, oh, O, oh, O, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found
1: out when my dad was gay when I was 10, we were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay.
0: This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.